welcome back to another daily walk. Well, if you're watching this on video, this is not the typical scenery you see on this channel. But I did not get the chance to record the video before landing in a giant city. And the only park that I could find was literally right next to a busy street. So we're not going to try and fight with traffic noise there. So on today's daily walk, it's going to be a daily sit in the van instead. So, with that being said, I want to talk today about something that uh, was impressed upon me when I was in a church over in Crescent City, California. So I do visit churches in all the different cities I go to, uh, and um, it's really a, a great opportunity to see a lot of different churches and see where are the good churches, where are the bad churches. And in reality, this loop that I'm doing right now around the country, I've encountered very few bad churches. Uh, which is a lot more encouraging. Last year, I ended up encountering a lot more bad churches. And it was a little discouraging to see the state of Christianity in America. But as I'm traveling around the country, this year I've been in mostly really good churches. Maybe a lot of that is because there's a certain checklist of things that I've been looking for as I've been examining different churches to see what is a sound church and what is not. And I'm actually going to be working on collecting notes to talk about what it is that makes a good church. Now, that's not a book that's going to be out anytime soon. Uh, of course, uh, right now we're doing the QA of Half My Life audiobook. So stay tuned for that. That will be out in the next week to order on at least on our platforms and direct publishing group. And then we will get that out to Audacity and to uh, Amazon and all of the other places um, shortly after that. Uh, so once we get that QA done, which hopefully should be done by the end of the week, maybe as early as tomorrow, although it's supposed to rain, so I may not get a chance to walk and read. Shortly after that is done, we are finishing our final stages in the next book in the Kings of All Creation series. That is going to be Joe Ash's Influences, and you'll get, um, uh, we'll be seeing some more information on that. Uh, newsletter, I usually would get that out this week. I'm going to delay the newsletter one week so that we can get the audiobook finalized, QA'd, and up on the platforms so that you can purchase it. So we'll have those over there. So stay tuned to the newsletter if you'd like a uh, discount code for that. I don't think I'm going to do a general discount code, uh, but that will be available for anybody subscribing to the newsletter. And I will remind you, when you subscribe to the newsletter, we use a double opt-in system so scammers can't add your e uh, email to it. You fill it out, you're going to get an immediate email, so check your spam box for that. Send that to your safe list, and then um, you will have to click the link to confirm that you have added yourself to the email. And you can save that original email that you get. You can use that to manage your email subscriptions later. Well, we are already three minutes in. Let's get into our topic today, which is going to be, are you a social Christian, or are you a committed Christian. Uh, another phrase I heard it said in the book University of Destruction, uh, he used, are you a professor or a profe uh, possessor? A professor or a possessor? I want to talk specifically about the social Christian, though, because I think there's a, those two uh, statements have a really good overlap there. But 
What I really want to indicate here is that the social Christian more focuses around your attitude at church, whereas the possessor professor more has to do with what do you profess to have in your life. So as we're talking about a a um, a uh, social Christian versus an authentic Christian. I want to look at a couple different verses here. And the reality is, is that we are commanded to actually follow Christ. And this means giving up a lot of the sin in our life, actually all of the sin in our life. This means that we uh, we look to the world and we say, you know what, what we need to do here is we need to turn away from the sin in the world. We need to commit ourselves fully to God. And Jesus actually tells the Pharisees this in John 8, 31 and 32. Jesus was saying to the Jews who had uh, believed him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. So really the caveat here is, are you in the Word? Are you regularly reading your scriptures? This is why I talk so much about the importance of reading your Bible. And there's some arguments, yeah, not everybody who reads a Bible is necessarily a Christian, but a person, as I argued in a daily walk a few months ago, a Christian who, or a person, I should say, who is so hungry and thirsty for the Word of God that they read it one, two, three, four times a year. They get to the end and they just flip right back to the beginning and start again. That is a person hungering and thirsting after the Word of God. That's not a curious observer. It is true many more atheists have read the Bible than have Christians. That is a true thing. And we're talking about professing Christians now, not necessarily possessing. Um, more atheists have read the Bible than have Christians. But when you find a deeply committed Christian, they have not read the Bible once. They read it over and over and over. It is the joy. I often quote um, the the verse, Psalm, is it Psalm 42? I'm, I've quoted it so much I've forgotten. It is past plaid mode in my head, apparently. Uh, As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O Lord. That is really the the indicator of what is going on uh, inside of uh, inside of everything there. And so, really looking back at that verse in John eight thirty one, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples. Now, what does this continue? Is this just reading the Bible? No, it's reading the scriptures and applying that to your life and learning how to find the error that you need to correct in your life to push out to go ahead and do that. And so really that is the principle. Now, what does a social Christian look like? Well, in the context of a church, this is a person, they don't really know much about the scriptures. They show up at church because they're supposed to. The The church becomes their community. It's their place for all their friends. They don't really do anything outside of it. They rarely are going to read their scriptures. It's like, I just show up to church because that's what I'm supposed to do, and I contribute to the potluck and the game night. Um, and really, you can tell this person, and, and I talk about this a lot more in the upcoming book, um, um, Joe Ash's Influences, where we talk here about the principle of uh, looking at looking at the world and, and how do you interact? How do you know an influence of yours is really, truly a committed Christian or are they just a person playing church? Well, you look at the 
conversation around them when things are over? Are they so focused on sports, or so focused on politics, so focused on the things of the world, rather than really getting together with a fellow um, brother or sister in Christ and just diving on into the scriptures and, and talking about difficult matters and, and seeking to understand the scriptures inside. In fact, when you are living your life in such a way that you are going to reject uh, reject God as far as you're not really committing to him in that you're reading the scriptures, you're applying it to your life. No, what you're doing instead is you're playing church. Amos had some difficult words to people who play church. This is in Amos chapter 5, verses 21 through 23. I hate, I reject your festivals, nor do I delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer up to me burnt offerings and your grain offerings, I will not accept them. And I will not even look at the peace offerings of your fatlings. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not even listen to the sound of your harps. All right, so these are people that are going in and playing church. Uh, in the context here, they're going in and playing the religious game. They're going in and they're doing a lot of things that they shouldn't be doing. Why? It's that they're doing everything right for the scribe thing. They're showing up to church on time. They're dipping some money in the offering plate. They're volunteering for game night and for um, you know soup kitchen or whatever else. But they do not understand the principle that it's the heart that God wants. He does not want our blind devotion. He does not want us to do these things. He wants our heart. In fact, it kind of goes down in verses, uh, let's do 24 to the end of the chapter-ish, uh, and at least until it, it uh, moves to different thought. Uh, Let justice roll down like waters, and righteous like an ever-flowing stream. Did you present me with sacrifices and grain offerings in the wilderness for 40 years, O house of Israel? You also carried along Sikloth, your king, in Cairo, and your images, and the star of your gods, which made your, you made yourselves. Therefore, I will make you go into exile beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is the God of hosts. I thought that was turning positive. My apologies. Um, but the the basic principles, uh, uh, this happened in, uh, remember that Saul's going out to battle and Samuel is late, so he offers a sacrifice. And, and Samuel comes and rebukes him and says, Do you, does God desire sacrifice or obedience? The same thing, David wrote the same thing in Psalm 51. You do not require sacrifice or I would bring it. But the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. This is a person who longs for the things of God. They, the, the love of God himself is what compels them to obedience to these things. Not the religiosity and what you're supposed to do as a Christian. So with that being said, guys, we're going to leave you here with that. Head on over to the website, ourwalkinchrist.com. Find that newsletter sign-in in the very middle of that homepage there. Go ahead and sign up for that so you can be uh, aware as soon as the uh, as soon as we get the um, uh, the MP3s for the audiobook up, we'll go ahead and list a sale for that. I'm probably going to make it a pretty good sale as well. And um, we'll get that up there and we'll get it up on Payhip for uh, anybody international. 
um, and then we will get it submitted into the Audacity systems and all the other audiobook distribution systems, but that could take a few weeks to get there. So if you want Half My Life Earlier, and it is a great book, I'm listening to it right now, I'm like, man, who is this crazy guy? I'm listening to his crazy story. It's me! It's my life! It's my testimony and my story. Uh, and it is deeply inspiring. So, uh, go ahead and sign up to the newsletter. Be the first to get that. Anybody on uh, Patreon, uh, $5 a month and over, the book will be posted over there as well. So if you are a Patreon supporter, I don't talk about the Patreon page quite as much on this channel. Patreon.com slash T-O-M-M. We do a lot more over there relating to the Linux channel. But a $5 and up will get you access to audiobooks and eBooks. Uh, so if you are a Patreon subscriber over there, shoot me a message if you can't find the books. And if you're $5 and up, I will go ahead and get them up there for anybody over there on patreon.com slash T-O-M-M. Thanks for watching, everybody, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.